Out on the line, General Moore's P-51s are warming up for the longest fighter flight on record. Seven hours on one engine, extra belly tanks, extra nerve and stamina in the cockpit. Welcome to the Immortal Souls Podcast, where we explore the history, stories, myths, legends, and hype that make shoes what they are today. We are Jared and Nick, two brothers with a passion for shoes. We are excited to have you along for the journey. With the big bombers homeward bound, our P-51s drop down for strafing runs. Blasting away at communications, radio installations, power lines. Swooping down on enemy transportation, railroads, marshalling yards, small suburban factories. The North American Aviation P-51 Mustang was a long-range, single-seat fighter plane used during World War II in the Korean War. Considered by many to be a game-changer for the Allied forces, the P-51 was the first American-built fighter plane that made its way over to Europe after the fall of France to Nazi Germany. P-51s were used extensively for strafing runs and long-range escort duty of heavy, slower bombers. Possessing incredible range and maneuverability, they blasted away at aircrafts, trains, ships, and other Axis enemy installations in areas such as Western Europe and the Pacific. P-51s fought against and conquered all German aircraft from Junkers to twin-jet Messerschmitts. P-51s were held in such high regard, in fact, that the Truman Senate War Investigating Committee dubbed it as the most aerodynamically perfect pursuit plane in existence. Thanks in large part to the P-51 Mustang, the Allies were able to gain complete air superiority over Europe. From the pilots who flew the plane to the military at large to the general public, the P-51 is considered one of the most well-known and best fighter planes of the World War II era. It may even hold GOAT, or greatest of all time, status for some aircraft historians and enthusiasts. It is no wonder, then, that the P-51 Mustang helped inspire the design for the fifth signature shoe model of the NBA's own up-and-coming GOAT, Michael Jordan. When last we left off in our Air Jordan saga, Michael Jordan was well on his meteoric rise to the top. During the Bulls' 1988-89 season, Michael had one of his best all-around statistical seasons, leading the league in scoring with 32.5 points per game and posting season-high rebounds and assist numbers. He had five 50-point games and 15 triple-doubles. This was during the era of his mighty Air Jordan 4 model, 
a $110 performance-based workhorse of a shoe that was more functional, streamlined, and lighter weight than the Air Jordan 3. It could be laced in 18 different patterns to fit various lace styles and preferences, and it was also made famous for its cement print colorway. By his 1989 to 1990 season, Michael Jordan was firing on all cylinders. It was during this season that he set a personal points per game record when on March 28, 1990, he scored 69 points against Cleveland for a Bulls 117 to 113 road win over the Cavs. Turn out the lights, that's 69 for Jordan. It was in this season that Jordan drained 92 three-pointers compared to the 68 three-pointers he had hit in all of his previous seasons combined. During this season, Jordan led the league in points per game and steals, averaging an impressive 33.6 points, 6.9 rebounds, and 6.3 assists. This was also the season that the now-legendary Phil Jackson took the helm as head coach of the Bulls, starting a Hall of Fame relationship with MJ, akin to the likes of Belichick and Brady or Pat Riley and Magic Johnson. At this point, every aspect of Jordan's game was impeccable, if not flawless, and the stars were aligning for Jordan and the Bulls. Quite frankly, Jordan didn't have much more to prove at this point, and the only major thing he had yet to accomplish on the court was an NBA championship, which, as far as that goes, he got pretty close in this season as well, carrying the Bulls to the Eastern Conference Finals, where they finally fell to the Detroit Pistons. Tinker Hatfield, the head designer and mastermind behind the previous two models of Air Jordans, the Air Jordans 3 and 4, found no shortage of inspiration from Michael when hitting the drawing board for the Air Jordan 5s. When thinking about how to design the shoe, Hatfield took cues from Jordan's scrappy, relentless, dogfight-like playing style. No other player in the NBA showed such natural finesse and determined domination as Jordan did. On any given day, Jordan would be seen on the court flying through the air, dodging under defenders, evading attempts to block him, and dunking with finality over the opposing team. This got Hatfield thinking how MJ's style and dominance paralleled the P-51 Mustang, which, as previously mentioned, dominated the skies with deadly results and was superior to all other fighter planes in its era. With this in mind, Hatfield got to work with designing the shoe. In some ways, the Air Jordan 5s looked similar to the Air Jordan 4s, but there were some noticeable differences as well. For starters, Hatfield integrated mesh netting on the tongues and side panels, which was also found on the previous Jordan 4 model. A unique lace lock device was added to the new model, and the shoes also sported new molded ankle collars to give the shoes added support and stability. Now, for the cooler and more unique design elements. For the first time, Hatfield introduced a reflective 3M tongue, which was a new addition to Air Jordans. He wanted the shoes to stand out on the court, so every time camera bulbs flashed, which was constantly because we're talking about Michael Jordan here, the reflective accents would direct attention to the shoes. 
Also for the first time in the Air Jordan line, the 5 sported clear outsoles, which allowed light to come through, almost giving the appearance of the wearer walking on air. The clear soles gave the shoes a fresh and distinctive look, and this design aesthetic would be used often in future Air Jordan models. As an interesting aside regarding the clear soles, prior to designing the Air Jordan 5s, Hatfield had designed the Nike Air Mags worn by Marty McFly in Back to the Future 2. Power laces, all right. And these shoes sported clear soles as well. Rumor has it that Hatfield took the clear sole idea from the Air Mags and integrated it into the Jordan 5s. One of the most memorable and recognizable design elements of the Air Jordan 5s is the shark tooth design on the midsole of the shoes. This is reminiscent of shark tooth graphics often seen on P51 Mustangs, which were often painted on the barrel next to the propeller, making the front of the plane look like a shark. Definitely check out our show notes if you want to see some examples of similarities between the designs on the airplanes and on the shoes. The shark teeth gave the shoes an aggressive and intimidating look, an intended effect similar to the effect they had on the look of the P-51s. All in all, similar to the P-51 Mustangs, the Jordan 5s were sleek, innovative, and built for dominance. The Air Jordan 5s were first released in February 1990, retailing for $125. They released in four, now very iconic colorways, including white and black, black and metallic, white and fire red, and white and grape. The white and fire red model was unique from the other models due to the number 23, which was Jordan's jersey number, being embroidered on the heel panel of the shoe. This design detail was absent from the other colorways, except it did appear on Jordan's personal pairs of shoes that he wore on the court. And yes, similar to the Air Jordan 3s and 4s, we saw the return of Spike Lee's character, Mars Blackman, to promote the Air Jordan 5s. Yo, Mars Blackman here, my main man, Michael Jordan, and Professor Douglas Kilpatrick of the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics. Yo, Professor, how does Mike defy gravity? Do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know? Michael Jordan overcomes the acceleration of gravity by the application of his muscle power in the vertical plane, thus producing a low-altitude Earth orbit. What? Do you know what I mean? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Money, check him out. Like previous Air Jordan models, the Jordan 5s were instantly successful and highly sought after, both due to the popularity of Michael Jordan himself as a basketball star, but also the shoe's growing cult status as a sought-after piece of fashion. They were further cemented in fashion and pop culture when later that year, in September, a new show aired on NBC called The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We think this show needs no introduction, but Will Smith's character is often seen sporting Air Jordans on screen. Often, the Air Jordan 5s. Because of this show, the grape colorway especially of the Jordan 5s, which was prominently worn by Smith on the show, this colorway became so popular that they became one of the most sought-after models of Jordans in a non-Chicago Bulls colorway up to this day. The Jordan 5 was first retroed in the year 2000. 
starting at this time and moving forward, many of the retroed models displayed the embroidered 23 accent, which originally was only available on the fire red colorway. Since the first retro release in 2000, the Jordan 5 has been retroed dozens of times throughout the years, from traditional retro releases to low-top versions, hybrids, and of course, collaborations. The grape colorway, which, again, was popularized by the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, retroed in 2006, and then special Bel-Air versions were released in 2013, and again in 2018 for Will Smith's 50th birthday. A couple of the more recent and notable Jordan 5 collaborations include the Supreme Jordan 5 collaboration, which dropped in October 2015. As most hype beasts are well aware, anything Supreme collaborates with goes crazy, and this collaboration was no exception. The shoes sold out in seconds and still to this day, resell for double or triple the retail price. Three colorways were released for this collab, including white, black, and desert camo, with Supreme branding on the side netting, and the number 94 stitched on the heel panels instead of 23, which is a reference to 1994, the year Supreme was founded. And just this year in February, Jordan Brand collaborated with the brand Off-White to release a Jordan 5 model in the black metallic colorway with large circular holes and accents on the side mesh netting, and other typical Off-White styling such as large block letters and quotes and the use of zip ties. Well, Nick, before we sign off, uh, I thought we could just give some of our last uh, kind of impressions and thoughts of the shoes. And, you know, one thought that sticks out to me about the Jordan 5s is that these were the first Jordans that I really remember as a kid. I mean, I knew what Nikes were, but I was nine years old at the time when they came out. And at that time, I was just barely getting into shoes and I was just starting to figure out what I liked. And I believe one of our older brothers, uh, I don't think he owned a pair of the fives, but I want to say that he talked about wanting to to get them or something. And he also had a pair of Nikes that looked a lot like the fives. So it was at this point in time that Jordan's, um, you know, they came on my radar for the first time. So my obsession for Air Jordans had not taken hold yet. But again, it was at this time that the seeds were planted for my future Air Jordan obsession and addiction. Uh, just curious, Nick, if you had any general thoughts or observations on the Jordan 5. Oh, definitely. Um, so for me, I really first became cognizant of Air Jordans in general when I was eight or nine years old, and that was when the Jordan 9s came out. So I wasn't super familiar with the Air Jordan 5s. However, with that being said, they're definitely a model that as I've gotten older and older and I've become more appreciative of a larger variety of shoes, also including Air Jordans. The fives have really shot higher and higher up on my list of favorites, mostly because, like so many other people do, I absolutely love the unique styling of that shark tooth pattern. I think it's such a cool and innovative way to make the shoes. It's a great combination of unique, but also super clean and stylish. So you can feel good about putting on something unique that's a little bit different and eye-catching, but you can also feel comfortable because it's not a weird type of unique. It's a really clean and crisp type of unique. Um, and that's what would be my main motivation for purchasing these. 
I love the original fire red colorway. I also love, you know, the black metallic colorway. And honestly, you know, call me a bandwagoner, but I positively love the off whites that just came out in February, the blacks, but then also the sail colorway coming out this holiday season. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on. I think those are, you know, if, if, if there were ever, you know, shoes that could be called or sneakers rather that could be called beautiful or, you know, walking pieces of art. I think both of the off white colorways and for me, particularly the sail colorway, those would be prime examples of that. So the important question obviously would be, seen as we're talking about off-white, keep the zip ties on or clip them off? Oh, keep them on, baby. I hear you. <laughs> I think I'd be the same. Sure. <laughs> I feel like it'd be an absolute, oh, I'd be a, I'd be a travesty to snip those off. And you know, the funny thing is, I truly do think that maybe not a whole lot, but just clipping off those sleeves that like if you're trying to resell the shoes, I really do think that they drop in value a little bit. Just zip, oh. just clipping off those zip ties, which is so funny to me, you know, because they're just pieces of plastic. Absolutely, um, you know, that they put in them. But uh, you know, so is the case with uh, these types of shoes and with hype beast culture. So, anyways, the Jordan Five remains one of the most classic and beloved models of Air Jordans of all time. It is an iconic part of early '90s pop culture and fashion. And it remains a highly collectible and sought-after sneaker. Drawing inspiration from the World War II P-51 fighter planes, it is the perfect embodiment of Jordan's aggressive playing style and indomitable fighting spirit on the court. To end things off for this episode, MJ himself once said, Obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For show notes, more information, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at our website, immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Facebook. Five-star reviews are hugely appreciated and super helpful. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.